Are we connecting today? We're connecting. It's all really predictable again. see if we can get this little jalopy on the road roger sales with you of course on a tuesday radio ranch Eurofolk radio network all of the pertinence we've got a good group of folks here on the jitsi board to start out and having a little conversation right before we got started and uh so let's see i'm gonna defer first to mike i guess since he was the first one that came on here and we'll just get right into the meat of the matter here mike you were telling us that you got a letter from your best friends. <laughs> yep. The IRS yesterday sent me a letter that says, your correspondence of November 5th, 2021 is frivolous. No basis is in the law. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the code. Here's the law. And if you persist, we'll, we'll fine you $5,000. Uh-huh. There you go. They now, they're not, now, 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 notice, they're not hitting you with the fine. Now, they're only threatening you with it. And they didn't send me a bill. They just sent me a coupon. Oh, they just send you a threat. Yeah. Well, we're going to respond yeah, to them. Uh, do you? I have not put that letter uh, that we pinned to these goons on the website yet because this ha- only happens a few times, really. Uh, and, and so, but I will send you, Mike. I don't think I've sent you because you hadn't had this situation previous. Uh, I'll send you this letter I drafted to them when they did levy a $5,000 frivolous filing penalty on young Shane. And uh, you can pick and choose out of that and write them back. And, of course, the object is to confront their presumption because this is a presumption. This is a threat. And you're going to write back and you're going to put some of this stuff like the 1835 uh, a court case from the Supreme Court that is law, almost 200 years worth, that talks about that the only thing that matters on citizenship is what's in possession of the secretary, and some other little choice paragraphs out of there, and you're going to write them back, I hope, anyway. And oh, yeah. uh, the reason for that, for the audience, because there's a new people here, the reason for that is you're, of course, responding to their crap through their empty threat, because that's what it is, a bluff, just another like a bluff letter coming out of Secretary of State on the passport stuff. And you're gonna your main aim is to get that response in your administrative file. Okay? So that's uh, that's the way to handle that and you'll never hear from them again. Okay. Just like Frank. Frank was on here a minute ago. Frank, you got one of those a while back, didn't you? Frank, you reaching for your... Yes, I did. Um, And I've I've been tardy in wrapping it up. And so, but yeah, everything you just said sounds familiar. Yep. Been there, done that. Yeah. Okay, my question, uh, Mike, I got a question. Where did that letter come from? Uh, Come from the... Somewhere like Utah or something Ogden, like that. Ogden, Utah. The Ogden, <laughs> yeah, Ogden Well, obviously, they've centered any responses to this out of Ogden, Utah, because that's where every one of them have come out of. Okay. Now, the only signature letter I got was from the, if I went to FOIA my uh, 
administrative file the person in charge of it. But that's the only signature, and it was an electronic signature. It wasn't physical. Yeah, they don't like to sign things. So, uh, yeah, thugs like to be discreet, you know. So, uh, anyway, well, no big deal. We just take it in stride. Another, you know, another proof that we've got these little slimy bastards backed into a corner. And this is the last resort they've got right here. This is the last resort of thugs and thieves. Okay. And that's exactly what these creeps are. All right. So. Well, it didn't scare me. I just, I was like, what do they want? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, all they want to do is just threaten you a little bit, try and see if we can co- coerce you back into line. And uh, that's what it's all about. These people, we've pulled their fangs, folks. They're defanged. This is the last resort they've got right here. This and that little bluff letter. I guess you guys that listen Sunday night, excuse me, heard uh, Alina. I'll make sure I pronounce her name correctly. Alina, Dave Scorpio's uh the friend of the opposite sex and uh they got the same thing it happened a while back i don't know a month or so ago and it's a weekend i think and all of a sudden i get this message from and i'd only spoken with her once you know it's not like we're bosom buddies and uh so anyway she's going roger roger help help him what the hell is this who is this you know and so finally i pieced it together and oh oh well we we filed this affidavit because i spoke with him personally i know dave i had lunch with him one day and uh down here and when he lived down here and all that stuff and so i said well it's okay what is it oh they've refused my passport i'm gonna leave the country in a month well it's in six months see they hadn't studied okay that's the one point i want to make to all of you in six months since they did it and life went on and every distraction and all that and they didn't sit down and try and internalize any of the information so when one of these letters comes out of the clear blue where, where do they go well they come back to me why because they haven't studied and they don't know how to address it because they really haven't solidified their freedom they got to come to roger to help reinforce their freedom initiative okay well i can't do that for for tens of thousands of people folks i'm going to tell you right now okay i used to and i don't mind helping people on an individual basis especially here on the board because everybody learns See, that's why I try and stop people hitting me with all this crap on email where I got to take my time, read these long emails, and people inevitably want to put their life story in there, you know. So now I got to read through their life story to get to the questions, and now I got to draw. You can't answer a simple question here. It isn't generally yes or no. As you guys know, this is complex stuff. So now you got to go in and try and draft a long response with all these nuances involved, and it's one-on-one. And I don't charge them for that, okay? But they're taking up my time on something we could do here where everybody could learn at the same time. Okay, so that's there's there's a method to my madness. There's reasons that it, we do everything the way we do around here because there's reasons behind it. I don't do stuff without thinking it through generally. Okay, <coughs> so uh, that's why it's so important that we all learn together. But the important thing on this example with Elena and Dave is they didn't go back and study and learn anything. Okay, at least that's what it appeared to me. So, of course, I helped them rebutting these little bluff letters from this passport division. It's very simple. We, over all these years, and they've been doing this for, I don't know, it was a little while before they started doing it, maybe a year and a half into the teachings or a little bit more, maybe. 
And that's when the first couple of these started dribbling out, all right? And, of course, everybody that gets one, Roger, 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 help. I got a letter from the State Department. And so uh, you draft it. It's very simple. If you understand that first paragraph there, they're just, again, trying to do the bluff. It appears by what you submitted. You're a citizen of the United States. They quote the 14th Amendment. This cannot be used, waived uh, uh, unilaterally. Oh, it can't. We're not in the feudal system. This isn't voluntary servitude, you slaving pieces of shit. Okay? And then at the very last of that paragraph, except by operational law. Okay? And that's Vitell. That's lawful. All this other crap is trying to bluff you on legal. All right? And so in all those years, that's been, hell, it's been at least 10 years. Okay? Uh, in all those years, we've never had anybody that I know of that got that letter that didn't respond with a very simple response and get their passport application or their passports, whatever they'd ordered. And that was that call Sunday night. You know, Alina called in. She put Dave on the show there. Yeah, we got him. We got him. I waited. I tracked it. I this, I that. Bam, got it. Okay. And it's always, see, these are all bluffs. All you have to do is know how to confront them, and the people always do what you want them to do. Okay, but it's better to do that here where everybody learns. I I want us to be a strong team of strong individuals who know their ship high in transit. Okay, I want you to be able at a at a at the drop of a hat to turn around if somebody asks you a question. Hey, Mike, what's that thing you've been telling me about? I want Mike to turn around and start saying, hey, you remember the Jim Crow laws or hey, however you approach it, okay? But I want you to be able to stand on your feet and turn around and address these things. If you get in a situation where you're stopped on the side of the road, I want you to be able to defend your position should you want to. I want you to be able to tell other people and teach other people about this. This is the way we grow under strength. Without having the information, we grow under weakness. Because you're always coming back, oh, Roger, Roger. I want you to be internalized with this information. It's the whole point of this, folks. I want to affect change. I'm not trying to get money out of you. I'm not trying to be egomaniac. Hey, look what I did. I'm so great. I don't do any of that because I don't consider that to be true. Okay. But I do want us to affect change, and we can do it collectively, but we got to be strong. And the way you get strong is you learn and internalize and have command of the information. It's very simple. Okay? The, the, and we've got it broken down to the point now where it really is very simple. Okay? Compared to how if you'd have dropped in here eight or ten years ago, your head would be spinning like that gal in The Exorcist. Okay? Because we didn't understand it well enough to explain it simply. Well, that's changed. And that makes us a lot more formidable, folks. But we got to internalize the information and all the people who want to individually be free. Because it's just the way it is, you know. I mean, I've dedicated half of my adult life to this. Half of my adult life to this right here so we can get on shows like this and address crap like this without our knees shaking when we go to the mailbox and open it up and see a letter from these goons. Okay? So that's the method to the madness here. And, boy, let me tell you what. We get a group of people strong like this. We're formidable, folks. You know? Okay, well, how do we beat these guys? Well, we can't go in their court system, can we? Because it's corrupt as hell. 
you're never going to get through their court system on any kind of charge against them that's going to have any kind of remedy that you're going to be satisfied with. So how do we fight them? We form our own parallel system. We move over back under God's laws and constitutional protections, and now you see the next step in our little journey here. I don't see as having, Mike, are you going to be the head of the Alabama State Assembly? Okay, I don't see it that way. I want to say, hey, Mike, would you consider being the head of the common law grand jury? Okay, there's where we go. Because that's how you go back against these guys. We got our own system of law now. They recognize it because they back off on these bluff letters. Okay? We got our own system. We get that kind of a system. We get some sort of an enforcement. I don't know. I don't, I'm not telling you I know how to do that. Okay? I'm just telling you I know that's the next step I would see taken forward here, not starting a state assembly of people who don't know what the hell they're talking about and getting into these meetings with all their politic, political ambitions and their damn egos and their lack of knowledge and understanding and all that crap, which is going to go nowhere. It's going to go nowhere. Okay, I'm telling you right now, Miss Anavon, Judge writes. Okay, your deal ain't going nowhere because it's un it's unaccomplishable with people that are not strong and uneducated properly. And you throw them into a forum like that with egos and and all the other things that are involved. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to end up in the same damn mess or up there in D.C. Now, all right. So this is a group of strong individuals. That's why I concentrate on each one of us. Your freedom is an individual decision. You're the one that, if you want it, has got to make the sacrifices to achieve it and maintain it. Okay, And that's not a group effort. That's an individual effort. Now, when you get people that are individuals that have gone through that, and now we get together and have a few cups of coffee and a dinner. Now it's a different story. Okay, So do you see the method to my madness, folks, here? Silence deems consent. I just, I just wondered why it took them almost a year to respond. Because they're backed up as hell, and they're unorganized, and they're a schlock organization. And all they care about is getting your folder on the bottom of the stack. Because their boss is coming to them. And, okay, you see that stack of folders on your desk? I want that some bitch halfway down by next week at Friday. And so all these guys are going out. They go through a stack of folders because there's a bunch of people that are in arrears that are in, that are obligated here, okay? And they want to clear those folders to get their back, their boss off their ass, and to make as much money out of whatever they can seize as they can get. When I was in Don's uh, on her uh, audio program Sunday night, I told everybody that the oh, if uh, anybody in the government responds that want to contest your affidavit. I told him to tell them that uh, your your uh, fight is not with me. The only person who can rebut this is the Secretary of State of the United States. Nobody right. else. That's exactly. You have no authority. The, that's the exact answer. Is uh, you know, and see, Brian did this. You know, I've heard the story about Brian Howard. You're the guy with the birth certificate information that he brought us. And previous to that, he was up there in Idaho on a quest for a non-resident driver's license. And in that interim administrative appeal, uh, 
the uh, they they hire lawyers up there in Idaho on any administrative appeals. They don't have people on staff handle it. And so this attorney is talking to Brian on the second time when he actually called when he was supposed to, and he said something about that. And Brian said, "Would you like to write an affidavit to the Secretary of State trumping mine?" Oh no 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 no. Okay. So there's your ultimate answer. Your beef ain't with me. That's what I tell people on here. You know, look, you're beefing with me. All these people that don't think we're doing right or whatever the hell their think thought pattern is, if they think, okay. And, uh, uh, well, you're beefing with me. We've been doing this for 11 and a half years. All I do is present facts. Nobody's ever rebutted one to my knowledge. Okay. Your beefs with the attorney general and the secretary of state on why he continues to release passports and issue them with this affidavit attached and why the attorney general hadn't come against any body in 11 and a half almost 12 years those are the people you need to go talk to maybe you can go get a an audience with moshi garfunkel up there okay oh and another thing i'll let you know about my wand comes in today i'll let you know in a couple boy days are you gonna like this pro wand holy smokes it's a it's a difference between a volkswagen and a cadillac i'll tell you that well i, I told john i says uh, since i have a paypal account they let me pay it in four so I didn't have to pay three fifty at the start, just eighty seven dollars the next right. month and a half. Oh, you were talking about your basic wand. Well, I got my pro wand yeah, yesterday. Well, fortunately, because of you guys and this platform and I had a bunch of commissions laid up in there and I don't necessarily need the money. I'm not a money guy, folks, okay? And so, anyway, I thought, well, I, I really would like I've been so satisfied with this lower consumer uh, model. And, uh, and and plus, it allows you to move up in the compensation plan and get a little more override. I thought, you know, with what's coming up, it couldn't hurt to have one of these pro models here. And so I ordered one out of my commissions and uh, got it yesterday along with four other ones. So now I have five consumer models down here. They're all stacked up over there. And this pro model, well, I'd, the pro model comes in this case. It comes in like a, a briefcase type thing with locks on it and stuff, okay? And uh, it's nice. It's a little, it's got a much a, a sturdier engine, a, a motor. Excuse me, not an engine. It's a motor because it's got a cord. Uh, it's got a, a, a heavier motor on it because it can run continuously where I guess there's limitations of more than two hours on the other one or it'll shut off. It doesn't have the beefed up electronics and motor in there. And uh, instead of on the regular one is three switches, you know, high, no heat, low heat, low fan, and then high heat, high fan. Well, this one's got six and it's got a toggle switch on the left for a high or low, and then it's got three toggle switches on the right for either one of those positions. So instead of three, you get six different options, and, man, this thing puts out some heat. I mean, all I've been using it on so far is the low because it gets so hot on those. I can't even imagine what the high blower with those extra speeds are, but it's perfectly balanced is what uh, – uh, impresses me with it because it's got a heavier motor so it's a little uh, 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 counter leverage on the uh, motor side because of the weight but the way you hold it and everything is just balanced perfectly and with the i noticed with the consumer one you can only keep your hand down where the nozzle is where the air and the and the 
heat and light come out, you can only put your hand so far down on it on the uh, on the exit part of it. But with this one, because of that balance deal, you can put your hands. They got some sort of an outside wrapping on it or something, whatever the material is. You can hold it right there at the nose and use that balance on it. Boy, it's really neat. I like it a lot. So I think that was a good decision. Um, but uh, anyway, good, Mike. Well, I'll be anxious for you to get yours and see. Have you got any, any aches and pains? Mike, have you got anything that, you, uh, that you're going to immediately use it for that have been ailing you? Uh, Mike must be having to go get pick up a load of lumber. No, I, no, uh, yeah, I got uh, 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 something uh, shoulder. I got shoulder and hip problems now. I'm getting a severe pain sheet through my middle finger all the way up to my elbow and and my thumb. So, man, that's going to be real help. well. Good, you'll be a you'll you'll be a good petri dish for the i Itera. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I just rotor cup, I my rotor cup in my shoulder. Okay, uh, oh, rotor. Okay, wasn't from when you were a pitcher back in high school, was it? No, I was when I, when I used to be a temp worker. I used to work at a place called Ventura Foods, and we did a lot of margarine and butter products. Right, and some jackass spilt hot butter on the ground on the oh. floor. Oh, and I slipped, and when I hit the ground, I heard my shoulder snap. Oh, I'm so sorry. So yeah, and sounds, I've been having problems. That sounds ever like since a, then. that sounds like a workman comp situation. I I filled out all the paperwork and they would not send you to the doctor. <laughs> the system. I was I was I was working twelve hours a day, six days a week. I was working so many hours there that they had to raise my insurance premiums because they says uh, I was working too much. Yeah. If you were a Jew and you'd have choked on gefilte fish, they'd have let you have it. Uh, but my say, hip now, that's just, I had juvenile arthritis when I was a kid, so the doctor said I'll have arthritis early in life. Well, I think you're going to be yeah. real satisfied with this. It seems to work like a snap on arthritis. I mean, I had a, you remember James that used to hang around here, the black guy that we met? Yeah. Remember him? Well, he and I, have, he, uh, uh, here's what happened. He lives up in Winston-Salem area. You know, he was in Greensboro, actually. At that point, he's moved over to Winston and bought a house now. But I introduced him to one of my oldest friends who I've been friends with for, God, 35-plus years, 40 years. And uh, Steve, I should go into the story on Steve a little bit. Uh, but anyway, I introduced those two together. Steve's a white guy. He's married. James, a black guy. He's married. And they just get along famously. Okay. And they go out to dinner and all this stuff all the time. And, uh, my friend Steve got one of these back in January, February, never told me about it. <laughs> and so anyway, they've been used and I guess no really, uh, incredible results or whatever, not enough for him to talk about. So anyway, they get together and I told James about this wand. We had an exchange here a while back and I told him about this wand. And so now they go out to dinner and they bring the wand. Okay. And so James's wife has got arthritis. And he, he said in his, in his little message, he said, Roger, she complains about this every day. Okay. And she used it last weekend for a little bit on her, I think it's on her wrists, and it hadn't hurt since. Okay. So uh, anyway, that's a, it's an amazing little device. We got to be real grateful that God dumped it in our lap, especially at this stage. I tell you stage. what. Yeah. I tell you what, John Caserva is Johnny on the spot. 
he called me twice to let me know that if I was interested. Then when I got paid Thursday, I called him. My time was at 9 o'clock at night. He answered the phone. I said, hey, I just paid for it. Within, say, an hour, he already emailed the information. Thursday morning, I, or Friday morning, I get information from the uh, Utah Fulfillment Center. said, hey, we got your shipment. Then by Friday evening, they shipped it, and I'll be in today. Well, I just can't tip my hat enough to John for this. Of course, the way we found it was through Kathy, interestingly enough. And uh, But, you know, John, I've been working with John for a lot of years, man, and he's just a hell of a guy, okay? And uh, I, as I told you guys back in the early days here, his problem, he had a wife with cancer who subsequently died. She had some rental properties, so he had the California tax board on his ass. He's trying to worry about doing a financial planner when he realizes the system is all crappy. And he's such a good guy, he doesn't want to go get his customers into a system that he knows is crappy all the time. you know. And so, But he would drop everything he was doing that was on his plate and take those shows and edit them and build a mailing list, send this information out to people 12 years ago. Okay. And I told him back then, okay, I said, John, if there's anything I can ever do for you, man, I'll, I'll bend over backwards to do it. Okay. And, uh, because I saw his dedication and, uh, and I just love you people that get bit by this bug and come here and want to contribute, you know, and there's a number of you out there, Gary with what he's doing, Mirka with what she's doing, Dawn with, you know, we don't hear from Dawn too much anymore. She seems to be chasing other aspects of this, and that's fine. But uh, all, all those people, and there's a couple of you that I probably left out in the things you're doing, you know, uh, Joe and Anthony and the other folks, and I appreciate it, okay? Because we're all, we're, now we're working as a team, see? And and those people that I just named off, you, you, let me tell you somebody that knows this information backwards and forwards, and that's Gary out there in Montana. Why? Because he's learned it and been here for years, and now because he's teaching it. And, boy, when you start teaching this stuff, you'll really learn it, okay? That's the way to learn it for you people. Now, how do I learn this? It's over so overwhelming. You teach it. You take the bites that you understand, you simplify it as much as possible, and you start exposing others. That's how you grow, that's how we grow, and that's how hopefully whoever you're talking to grows, okay? These are just tried and proven ways, folks. If you guys want to affect change, if you want to have an impact as bad as I do, then just start learning the information and having command of it. Everything starts from there. Your re-empowerment, your ability to tell others, your ability to teach others, your ability to maybe bring this to the forefront in the future when we really need it in a rebuilding state. All those things, and none of them happen if you don't know the information. It's really simple, honestly. I mean, we got it so simplified now that, oh, hell, man, it, it took me 15 years to weave through all this information and try and put it together. And I had it all. I had the mosaic, okay? But until I got that passport application and connected those dots, Secretary of State and affidavit, it wasn't a complete picture. It was only a bunch of tiles that were scattered. When I saw that, it brought all those tiles together into a beautiful mosaic of freedom, all right? And for the people here, I got another um, I got another email last night from my new pen pal up in North Dakota, Dave, the traffic warrior. 
I don't know why you didn't pay attention to this. I'm, I'm boots on the ground fighting Zog. Boots on the ground fighting Zog in traffic court when you haven't even got your status secured correctly? Okay. Okay. You know, we don't fight traffic tickets around here. We try and keep you out of traffic court, period, by preempting all their jurisdiction. Okay? And we don't fight traffic here. We fight slavery. A little bit of difference, Dave, in North Dakota. Okay? Just a little. So, anyway. Roger? Yes. Hey, well, there's Samuel. Hey, man. Hi. I got a question on the Terracare wand. Okay. I have mine, I don't know, three, four months. I got it about a week after Jim and John right. mentioned That was originally. back in July. I think that was around July 11th or something when they first popped on, uh, when, when John Scavolas popped on Jim's show, if I remember. Yeah, I ended up getting one probably about a week or two after. So I've had quite a bit of time to play with it. And uh, um, even after all this time, I think I'm just learning how to use it for myself properly. Um, my question is, if you can ask the, uh, the technical department a couple of questions, um, I measured mine when I first got it, and the low setting is 100 watts, the next setting is 200 watts, and the top setting was 800. And on the box, it says between 6 and 800 is what it's rated at, but it's also rated at 50 hertz. Now, our power here in the country is 60. So that's a question. Why is it 50 hertz, not 60? And the other question is, I measured it the other day, and it's down to 575 watts from 800 on the top setting. The two other settings are 100 and 200, like they were in the beginning, but that top setting is moving down. And one of my friends who got the unit also feels... he. He didn't have a way to measure it, but he asked me, he says, it seems like I'm either getting used to the heat or it's not blowing as hot as it used to. So I was wondering if you could ask him those two questions. Well, about I haven't had any support. You need to go to John Cassera with this question. And there's a couple other folks. Dave in New York was wanting some technical information, and Bart Flick was wanting some technical and medical uh, information they've got. Uh, I think John has tried to follow up on that, and it, hopefully that's in process. But he's the one that's got more of these connections. I'm, I'm just not actively involved at that level. And you start throwing hertz and amps and watts at me, and you've lost me. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a it, it's an amazing unit. I mean, I uh, I can't even explain what it's doing to me. It's it's pretty bizarre. I it. It's actually sort of deconstructed me and then rebuilt me because I have some really, really old injuries that I didn't even know were there that I'm finding out. I thought I had them fixed, but they weren't fixed. I think part of the important thing here is to do the whole protocol, the complete protocol. You know, do your water. Like this morning, I I got a cup of coffee here. A couple of cups of coffee is what I generally drink in the morning. And I pulled out the old wand and wanded the coffee. You know, I drink the water. Uh, I think it's important to do these chakras, at least the soles of your feet, the palms of your hand, your armpits and the crane, the crane of your head, you know, and do that maybe even a couple of times a day. You don't have to sit down and do it for an extended period of time. Uh, But, you know. 
uh, do it a couple of times a day if you can remember to, and then you go back and concentrate on the areas that may, you may have problems with. And I, but I think it's a complete protocol, you know, really for yeah, the maximum that, for the maximum impact and effect. That that's what I've sort of learned too, Roger. Is I start at the head and I work to my toes, and if I have time to do a full session, it's about forty five to 55 minutes yeah well that's probably good you know and you don't want you could do that twice a day uh the other night i was laying there in bed and i got uh these i don't know what it is and it's problems with my feet and lower legs there at night sometimes and they start getting real squirrely and and my my right leg was the one in the lower part there on your shins in that area and so i'm sitting there and i couldn't sleep it was bothering me it woke me up and so I said, well, I'll get out there and use that wand. So I got up, put on a robe, came out here and wanded my lower leg. And it went back and everything was gone and went right to sleep. Okay. So uh, it's got some incredible uses. I'm just real thrilled with the thing. But I, I think you need, to, think you need to contact John on that because if, if there are some changes like that, they need to know about it. Okay. I've, I've got a suggestion for people with lower back problems. If the right or left is sore and it's not completely sore, don't just do the side that's sore. you got to do both sides yeah. because I'm pretty sure that the side that's out isn't the one that's aching. It may it's be caused other. by the other one somehow. You know? yeah. yeah, because no, that's I what that's I found good. out in my case. I think that's and good. It's, it's amazing. Good suggestion. So. Anybody got anything else on iTerra here? I want to move on to Frank. Frank, you were with us a little earlier. You wanted to say something, too. Yeah. Um, f- following up on a... Uh, uh, um... Are you there, Frank? We lost you. Frank. Frank. Roger. Yes, Marco. I wanted to tell Samuel that I sent him a private message with the who contact information. Samuel. Okay. Um, pre- um, information to contact John. Okay. Well, there's his number of... and his email. Okay. Well, there you go, Samuel. You've been private messaged by Marco. Uh, okay, Frank. Have we got you back yet, Frank? Hey, might have got an avalanche. They got all that fresh snow out there. Okay, well, Frank. Hey, Roger. Yes. Well, there's is that. It's Joe or Anthony. I want to say it's Joe, isn't it? Yeah, that's Joe. Hey, so I, I was listening to uh, Castbox this morning, uh, the Saturday episode, and I, th- I forget the guy's name. I think his name was uh, Arthur. And uh, he was he was saying he had some problems with uh, the WABEN and that he got rejected because he put the United States on it. And I don't know if he's here right now or listening. I hope he is. But what I did to get mine accepted was under the thing where it says uh, citizenship or country you have citizenship to or part. I just put N-A, like N slash A yeah, on it. Non-applicable. There. Yeah, that's a good response. Joe. Would you consider, on uh, uh, the, with your knowledge of these forms and stuff, have you done a you got a Rumble channel up now? Have you done a Rumble episode on this where we could just point people to? Yep, 
It's on. It, yeah, it's one of the. It's called How to Fill Out the W eight B E N. Okay, and that's on Rumble. And so, if anybody comes forward with those questions, uh, rather than me trying to fumble through it because I don't have the expertise you have in that area, we can just point them to that. Uh, and I know I think Paul put the link on the website too to your channel. But is Paul with us this morning, or did he sleep in? I guess he slept in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great, Joe. Well, I, again, you know, that's, these are the kind of things, man, I really appreciate is you people taking the initiative and picking up and doing these things on your own. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for you, I don't know how far any of us would have gotten. So. Well, and if it wasn't for you, I'd be out here free alone. Yeah, and, it's a lonely world then, right? Well, it's just, uh, it, it's not anywhere near as fun. You know, I mean, I, listen, I want to punch these bastards in the nose, okay? Just as a start. And the way we punch them in the nose is we spread this message and learn the information and get strong. Because they got no response to it except these bluff letters, folks. If you haven't noticed. Frank, did we get you back yet? Okay. All right. Might be an avalanche warning out in Colorado. Okay. Where else can we go this morning? All right. Well, let me throw this in a couple of things I picked up that uh, on the Sunday, I think it was the Sunday edition of InfoWars stuff, and I was listening to it. Uh, evidently, California has, and I guess Gavin Newsom has signed the law where you can now murder your baby 28 days after it's born. Do you all know this? Merka, you know this out there yet? Okay. Yes, uh, I heard of it. Okay. And he also signed a bill where um, he, if the doctors are working against uh, the COVID stuff, they can lose their job. They can lose their license. I think they're talking about yanking exactly. the license. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That should be so illegal because some women go through such traumatic, post-traumatic, or whatever they call it, baby blues. What is that called? Right. Postpartum. 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 Right. Right. Yes. Right. That 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 that's just criminal. And they can't question anything. And on top of that, if the if they bring the baby in dead within that twenty-eight days. They can't go back and classify the reason for death. In other words, that mother can go through this situation and pull out a gun and shoot her baby in the head, and she'll never be accused of murder, and they'll never investigate it. So okay. if the senators and, and governors... Them? Go ahead. Ken, where are you no, been? Mirka, go ahead. I can. Um, oh, I've been lurking. Please go ahead, Mirka. Um, I was going to say the governors and senators, if they are violating their oath in some way we can put something together the people can put something together and have a sheriff serve them and investigate them and pull them off their office position they better get some good sheriffs in office because a bunch of them are corrupted too there's some that are good that yeah, i hear I, I agree with that yeah I not everybody that. but i think that's something that we can start using well, the way they did this those. bill did you hear the way they did this bill the bill originally they did these are the pharisees in working here it used to be prenatal and they changed it to postnatal right okay in, in response to the uh roe v wade overturn 
Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And now they're, you know, you got homeless all over the place. You know, people flee in the state like rats flee in a sinking ship. And here they're saying, well, if you want an abortion or sex change, and, you know, we'll pay for it. We'll put you up. We'll pay for your deal. We'll pay for your flight. We'll pay for the operation or the procedure. And uh, then we'll, uh, you know, just uh, uh, be the abortion capital of the world. I feel so sorry for you folks okay. that live in that hellhole out there, honestly. I know it's not a hellhole. I know it's geographically not a hellhole. I know the southern part of the state is idyllic in its weather and its climate, but the political situation in California is a hellhole. Ken, what were you going to say? Yeah, if they're killing the babies, they're robbing them of their chance to become transgender, so aren't they breaking their own laws? <laughs> of course. Right. Roger, there's a there's a movie where Al Pacino plays the devil, and I think the guy he's after is played by Keanu Reeves. And in there, he has his hair slicked back with hair gel, right? There's a picture of Gavin Newsom that looks exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, this, this Gavin Newsom, he's a piece of work, this guy. And that's the guy they're grooming to run for president. Ho, ho, ho! I just, I just hope that someone, I mean, we start, someone starts this because, I mean, I need to learn how to do that, you know, and get people together to, you know, talk to their sheriffs and hopefully get those investigations started and pull those people off. Um, we're reading a book. I sent it to you, Roger. Sins yes. of the State. Sins of the State, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um Charlie and Surrey and I think Paul's reading it, but we are, we, there's like Congress is part of what started all this. And, um, it started in 1861 after the 14th amendment. No, 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 no. Before the 14th amendment, 14th amendment was 1868. Okay. So they, um, but it started they're, they're, in the time frame when they started this war to get these amendments passed. And there's no doubt a lot of skullduggery goes on when people are distracted. I mean, look what they did with the, with the uh, United Nations. When did the, they, they failed on the, on the, uh, uh, League of Nations there, thanks to Lindbergh's vote, didn't include us in that bunch of damn thieves and so the league of nations failed and they never they never stop okay it's just like thomas jefferson said eternal vigilance they never stop and so they come back and when do they do the united nations right in the smack middle of world war ii out there in san francisco I don't know if it was at the Fairmont Hotel or not. It was one of the big hotels out there, and they had machine gun nests around the bottom of the hotel, by the way. That's when they do stuff. Roger, Paul, Paul Preston is moving along pretty well on the new state in New California, and he feels that this is going to be acceptable when California goes bankrupt, and they feel that is not that far off. California's already bankrupt. Calper's the largest pension fund in the world. It's bankrupt. Oh. They've already loaded. You know how they do it. They steal all the money, and they load it in with bonds, which uh, supposedly have equality and maturity and, uh, and payback, and then you're the collateral for them. For your well, own the pension, you're the friggin' collateral. The CalPERS has their biggest investment, according to what I've heard, in the Chinese military. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, we can't make this stuff up. And but Preston is saying that um, if 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 when this happens, um, that's the time. Because California, a lot of people don't know it. He gives a lot of history on their financial background. During the Depression, California was the only state to file bankruptcy. They have these ebbs and flows in technology and everything, which is being attacked now. And big people are leaving the state. They're losing revenue. They keep increasing their goodies for everybody to keep everybody in the bread and circus. But it's a house of cards. Well, they're running in the same situation that this uh, prime minister in England ran into. Uh, Liz Trott, wasn't that her name? This one that was the shortest prime minister in the history of England or something. And she came in with this fiscal responsibility platform, tried to uh, give out the goodies without raising the taxes. And that threw the whole 30-year England bond into chaos. The bond, uh, the Euro, the European pound dropped, holy smoked a third in one day or something of its value in the exchange rate. And what did they do? They've got all the pension funds loaded in with the 30-year bond. Same deal. See, that's what Ukraine's all about is, is the the uh, uh, the exposure to all the fraud in the financial system and the fact that it's, it's about to collapse. They're doing everything they can to keep it from collapsing. And that's what the push on Ukraine is right there. That's where all that's coming from. They got to start a war because that allows them to cover up for all their financial shenanigans. It was Liz Trust. Liz Trust. There you go. Thank you. And bro. Andy Hitchcock says that they really ought to let Boris back. And the reason they got rid of him, he thinks, is because he took off all the uh, shutdowns at Christmas so people could enjoy Christmas. Could have been. He also got Brexit through, see, and they don't like that worth a damn. They still yeah. hold that against him, okay? But uh, Bojo, you know, Bojo's a citizen of the United States. Did you know that? Anybody know that? Boris Johnson, yeah, he he was born in the U.S. In fact, the way his name, Daryl, was the one when this story broke maybe five years ago, Daryl sent it and brought it up, and here was the problem. Boris Johnson was over there. He was starting to get uh, a, a lot of attention, and he had a house in the United States that he sold. Well, guess what he got? Mike, guess what more he got? Nobody knows. He got a bill from the IRS. Because he's a citizen of the United States and he sold his property. That He's revoked his citizenship, I believe, now. But that's the first time. Upper, pardon yeah, me? Upper East Side of Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, here's this Brit who gets an IRS bill from the sale of his house in a country he doesn't live in and hadn't had any association with in decades. Well, the IRS goes to the queen, or did, I think. There you go. The, the, the other big thing that's wrong with California is there's no control at all by the people over, you know, casting a so-called vote. According to Preston, you know, Trump got 12 million votes in California and Biden got four. And they announced that Biden won before Florida came in. Right, right. Samuel, what do you mean there's no control? Well, I'll give you an example that I heard. They're making up the numbers. (laughs) Okay, here's a guy out in California, and you get the mail-in ballots, right? So somebody had lived in the house before, 
he gets a mail-in ballot for the guy. Evidently, on the envelope, there's a check that says this person is deceased or no longer lives here or something. So he checks it and sends it back to the election board, and they keep sending him the damn things. So what are they really doing? They're finding the people that are deceased or moved where they can fabricate a vote for. Roger? Yes. I'm, this is Annie from hey, Annie. California. Oh, you lucky um, girl. I I, <laughs> I um, used to do poll watching um, way back even when Clinton um, was out of office. And as soon as he was out of office, something happened here in San Diego. Alan Burson was elected superintendent of schools here. And I'm really scratching my head. Why is he here? And I soon found out at election time when I was doing poll watching, um, he put the the polling places used to be in people's garages. Right, and, he put them in the schools, right? They put them in the schools. And then when I went to go ask for the logs I needed to check out, they said, oh, somebody took them. And I knew right then and there everything's going to be rigged after that. Right. And, of course, it was a Jew that was at the head of the thing there, of course. I mean, you Annie. know, it always is. Right. Well, don't you be anti-Semitic. That's anti-Semitic. Yeah, sure is. I have something for Annie real quick. I okay. can ask. Okay, um, hold on. I just um, want to, if there's any of our friends listening, why don't you brand me as an anti-Semite, you pieces of shit? Okay? Why don't you come after me and put me on your hate list, you sorry, thieving, lying, murdering bastards? They won't do it. They're scared as hell of this, folks. Go ahead, Marco. Um, Annie, uh, I, from what I heard, um, people can sign, uh, get a, a lot, some signatures if for the, I think it's the county clerk that takes care of the, uh, ballots. And if they don't use the, um, if we ask them not to use the machines and they don't, um, like they don't follow our request. Uh-huh. Um, we can get a lot of people sign, like signed a petition or to pull them off their position and put another person there that will listen to the people mm-hmm. and, st- you know, to stop using the machines. Yeah. Well, they're going to, they're going to fight this tooth and nail. Uh, uh, the talk I've been hearing lately is you can expect to see Dominion coming out with these Alex Jones type lawsuits against Fox. They already, and have, them. They already have them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even to, to, to proffer them a little bit more and start putting the pressure on, because this is their ace in the hole right here. Okay. Well, the, well, California's um, run by um, a bunch of crime families. No kidding. Pelosi. Yeah. It comes out of the J Paul Getty fund. That's what funds all yeah. of it. 10 mm-hmm. years ago when the, there were certain districts, when the vote came in there and you added up both sides it was 125% of the total votes. Yeah. Well, you know the I old mean, saying, Samuel, when I die, I want to be buried in Chicago so I can continue to vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all the money this state has no, generated. It's all power. Yep. They've gone after that, and they've. I think the Chinese are deep in it, too. They are. Them. Did you see the, anybody see the news conference yesterday? Oh, it was a parade of stars. Moshi Garfunkel, Chris Ray, some other assistant district uh, DOJ chick that you've never heard of in the State Department or something. None of you saw this or anything about it? 
I was watching Owen yesterday, and they clipped into it live. He thought it was going to be on the election with it so close. And evidently, what has happened, it wasn't about it. I'll come back to that if I forget. Let, remind me what it was about. It's kind of important, really. But um, uh, the um, the uh, poll watchers, there's been a lot of people after 2,000 mules came out. There's been a group of people around the country that are going, and they just are assigned to watch these drop boxes. And they're instructed, you know, don't don't wear military clothes, don't confront these people, try and get a, 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 a picture of their license tag, this, that, and the other, just document the event. And they've already caught the same person coming two or three times and dumping ballots, see? And so uh, yesterday, evidently, I didn't see the picture, but they were talking about it was viral over there on all the usual suspects of two poll watchers dressed in military garb with automatic weapons uh, or, or semi-automatic weapons guarding the gar- yard box. They're saying, Republicans are putting people out there trying to assassinate people at the drop boxes. And obviously that's a false flag. Okay, because they're scared of people watching the drop boxes because that's how they pull this crap off. And now we're wise to them. See, the other thing, the the press conference was about China. And finally, they come out with uh, they arrested 11 Chinese agents. You know what the Chinese are doing here? They they go to the embassy and they find these dissident Chinese that are in America. This person that, that was this revolved around had been naturalized. Okay, so he's a citizen of the United States, and uh, they got start in going back and intimidating their family in China. Then they start intimidating them here and threatening them with, and "You got to be back in China by the China Convention that just happened." You know, where the by the way, Zhao Xi Jinping had was was awarded more power than Mao Zedong had in the last couple of days. Okay, in fact, I don't know if any of you saw this. But his main, they had this big annual uh, confab over there for the for the Chinese communists. You know, the you've seen the picture of the big room with all the chairs and all the delegates seated in there, right? Well, Zhao Ziping gets this all, all of this added power finally, and in the middle of the meeting, he has his people go grab his political opponent and walk him and drag him out of the room. He's a predecessor, right? He's the, he was the the political rival, the other faction over there of the big crooks, and he gets him. The guys in black, you know, in gray suits, come up, grab him out of his chair, and walk him out of the room. And they walk him right past Zhao Ziping. They're sitting there, and he's trying to appeal his position. And the old Zhao just sits there. Sorry, buddy, you're gone. The rest of the people in the room, I'm the guy now. Okay. Well, that's what's hey, going on. Anyway, they did that big bust. They indicted 11 uh, Chinese agents and all this. And Owen Stroyer was saying, I'll get to you in a second. Owen Stroyer was saying that, no, this isn't about the election. It's about uh, it's about because China and Russia are teaming up together. And China is supporting Russia in this Ukraine thing. And they want to try and confront China. Well, let me tell you what. The lack of all the crap these people have done against China for the 25 years since Clinton was in 
that was an election ploy too. It wasn't just a political ploy. It was an election ploy to try and get up and show the American people that the Department of Justice is doing something besides arresting people that were in front of the Capitol and throwing them in jail for two years. Okay, or more awaiting trial so they can sentence them. Took another couple of years for quote unquote trespassing. Yeah, who's uh, who's there? The the bastardization of the judicial system. Go ahead. Yeah, Roger Frank back. Sorry about that. That's all right, man. Did you? We thought you were in an avalanche or something. <laughs> no, I, I I I switched from Wi-Fi to cellular data. And uh, I'm trying to get a better understanding. I'm driving my brother Steve nuts with trying to understand that. So I figured out how to switch to my cellular data, and the signal is much clearer, and I don't expect any drop-offs. So, okay, good. Um, yeah, so where, where we, uh, if we kind of uh, ask you some questions about this FOIA rejection that I got, and yeah. I was talking with some of the members uh, before you got on, and I guess the question that I have is, is my or was my um, – uh, FOIA letter uh, that I sent to them, I'm wondering if it was specific enough. And I'm, I thought it was. And um, what, were, what did you ask for? Well, so uh, let me pull up the preview here. I says, sir or madam, I'm making a FOIA request for my passport records and other submitted documents, including but not limited to all related material and affidavits and then i went on to list that the affidavits were received and signed respectively because i sent in the one with the passport card and then a cold one and i have an actual signatures and dates so that was my opening salvo before putting all the specifics after that um what was the reason they rejected it so what they came back, and, and interestingly enough, this came from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. I sent two FOIA requests out, one for, to the State Department, and another one was to the um, National Records Center, FOIA-slash-PA office in Lee Summit, Missouri. And this is, I believe, back from that address, because they've copied on it here. It says, we have completed a search of person-centric identity services in NPRN's PCIS, and it says no records responsive to your request were located. Okay. Did you put the, did you put the phrase citizenship evidence in your request? No, and that's where some of the members before you got on were saying I probably should have done that because I, I said request for my passport records and other submitted documents including affidavits. So I did not put citizenship status or any wording to that, and that's what some of the pre-conversation was alluding to. This this is their own language from that, just for the people that are new. When we first picked up on this, you can go check the progress of your passport application online through the State Department. And as you're doing that, little pop-up windows come up. Okay, this is the first time I ever saw that was our friend DJ was getting antsy because she didn't get her passport back in 10 seconds. And uh, uh, and so she, she, I said, why don't you call the State Department? And so she did. She found out there's the first time we found out there's a site you could track that stuff. And so I said, well, uh, uh, get me some screenshots. And so she sent me some screenshots of these little pop-up deals. And in there they said your 
birth certificate and citizenship evidence will be sent back under specific or separate cover. In other words, send them back separately. Okay. And so that's the first time I saw that phrase and it's very meaningful that that's what they call it internally at the state department. So that's why we've instructed to put affidavit of citizenship evidence, you know, as a heading and why, when you go back and do a FOIA, you say any and all paperwork or submissions having to do with citizenship evidence boom there's your first request secondly any and all documents associated with passport application and processing especially citizenship evidence bam so you got them right there but you got to be very specific in these FOIA requests I thought I was pretty specific, but I think you're right on that. Is I've got to just drill down a little bit more. You got to put uh, them Roger, in the damn corner. Yep. One last comment, and I'll 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 get off because I've got to get back to work. But one of the things that was interesting is I was some couple weeks after I sent both of these in, and it was that um, certified return receipt that I sent it in. Um, I only got one copy back, uh, but there was a response. That was basically saying it was a one-page letter that said, we have received your request uh, due to the nature of busyness and this and that. We'll get to it. And it said something like several weeks. But the ironic thing about this, Roger, is that this was a one-page letter in a very nice manila envelope it wasn't folded up and the postage that was required was more than just envelope postage so there's your government efficiency at work number one and number two inside it had my heading of my name and the correct address but when it said dear and then the salutation it had somebody else's name oh my god and it was like that's how screwed up these people are that they don't know what's going on they put one in one heading and another in another all right here's one of my questions don't agencies have franking privileges have what? Franking privileges. Not That doesn't mean you. Uh, no, franking is having to do with postage. Is Jeff on here with us today? Okay, I guess not. Frank, government agencies don't pay postage, do they? Jeff, government agencies don't pay postage, do they? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but uh, they just stamp it as if it has been paid. Well, they get franking privileges. All people in Congress, when they reply to your requests or whatever you send them, they don't have to pay for postage. See, that's one way you know the IRS is not a government agency. They do. I just found it amusing that they didn't put fold it up in a simple business envelope and go on. Right. Yeah. But um, well, the, the fact Roger, that I got to get back to work. Okay, if I, I'll cut out. All right, man. Thanks for well, your time, th- sir. Uh, thanks for joining us. Good to hear from you again. And let us know about that kind of stuff. It seems to me that they shouldn't have had to put postage on it. It's just one thing that sticks out at me. You know, maybe wrong. All right. But I believe government. I know congressmen, and I think government agencies have franking privileges, which means they don't pay postage because the post office is internal. Supposedly, it's been sold privatized now, but uh, uh, but it still, I think, adheres under those rules. It's just a little gray area, though. Uh, Frank, uh, thanks for checking in. Be a little more specific on your FOIAs and let us know what you get. Okay, who's got uh, something else? I know there's some new people on here that are very scared to say anything, and we'd love to meet you and talk with you and entertain whatever you got to say. So if that's you, undo your mic and come on forward and say hi. Okay, none of those. 
All right, who's got something else? Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. There's somebody very distant. Who's that? Uh, this is John in Florida. Hey, John. And I got home Saturday. Hey, I got home Saturday, and I had my wand waiting on me. I'm oh, using it every day. Good. Are you getting results already? I think I am. Okay. Uh, Drink the water. Do bit. do the whole protocol, John. Do the water. You know, activate your liquids. Do the chakra points, and I think you're going to be real pleased with that purchase. I, uh, man, I have varicose veins on my around my ankles and lower leg and all. I right, think they're going away. I wouldn't surprise me a bit. And keep, please keep us in the loop on your progress, okay? Yes, sir. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool little deal, isn't it? it is well i'm glad you got one i've only got one and i'm taking it on the road with me through the week and uh my wife used it this weekend and uh i'm gonna have to get her one i think (laughs) you're gonna have his and her (laughs) iteras yes sir well they don't come in pink i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe they need a, a male and female model of the eye chair. <laughs> Pretty funny. Okay, well, good, John. Glad you're having success. Keep us in the loop. All right, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I had to. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah, I went through all my glasses, and I I'm, I looked everywhere. All I got is porcelain stuff. I'm like, well, shit, I need glass. No, you can so do it through saran. No, it'll go through porcelain. Porcelain's just clay. It'll go through oh, that. I thought the doctor said only glass. No, no. Glass or ceramic, too. Oh, well, I bought it's a, only, a, the a only, pint only, mason jar. Okay, the only caveat you've got here is not metal, because it won't go through metal. Now I, I just I, bought a pint mason jar, and well, there you said, go. I'll use it. Yeah, well, hell, they're, you know, that's just down-home down down home stuff. Get a half-gallon half wide-mouth mason jar. I like to do it over top so you can watch the water dance, especially right. when the light's low in the room. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the blue light's kind of cool on that. I'll tell you what I was doing the other night. Last week, the day before the technical stuff on Thursday, uh, you know, my, my foot and my knees have been getting better, and I was just thrilled, right? So I come home Wednesday, and that afternoon, my right foot started going crazy, and it started swelling up and hurting. And for some reason, through the afternoon when I noticed it in the evening, I didn't put the wand on it. Okay, I was doing something or whatever. And uh, distracted. Anyway, it got worse, you know. And so that night, I had a hard time sleeping, and it was uh, uh, very painful. And so then the next day was the technical stuff, and the next day was the was the internet connection cut day and so it was a lot of confusion but um it started getting better in a couple of days by saturday it was okay and after the show i went out and met uh the guys for lunch on saturday there we had to walk this mall they wanted to add is the food courts way in the back and there's a lot of walking involved but my foot was all right you know it was getting better and so uh, after the show's in the window Sunday, I went out to, uh, to lunch with a couple of our friends here. And that uh, I got home, and it flared up again, okay? And so it kind of freaked me out because there's no cause. I can't do a cause and effect on why it's happening. And so uh, I used the wand on it, and I thought, well, I'm going to drag out I'm gonna drag out Flick's silver wand. 
And when I'm, I'm using the wand on it, then I'm going to wrap it with the silver line wrap, which I did, okay? And uh, and actually had to take a, a thousand milligrams of Tylenol. It was hurting so bad. During the show, RBN, Sunday night, it was just killing me. And so after that, I struggled in there, couldn't hardly walk. I walk in and get the silver line stuff, and I wrap my foot. But I only wrapped the main body of my foot and the ankle. You know, the rest of it wasn't bothering me. And so I'm sitting there thinking, I thought, well, this thing won't go through metal. But I wonder if, because it penetrates 12 inches, I wonder if I can take and shoot it down from my ankle where the where the silver line isn't wrapped and see if I can get it down into my foot because it's supposed to penetrate. And if I do that, it should start reflecting off the silver line and stay inside my foot, you know, get a little refraction kind of action going on there. And, you know, by the end of that night and the next morning, it was like, it was just like normal. I had no problem sleeping. And, uh, the next day it was normal. And before that, that evening for that little bit of time, it was, it was real painful. So anyway, it's better now, but I thought that was kind of interesting and a little improvision with the metal and using the refracting a- aspect of this for a positive way. And I think I did that. Don't forget if any of you want silver cloth, uh, you can get medical grade silver plated cloth over at lessemf.com. Less like L E S S EMF.com. And they've got several grades, but if you do purchase some, and I would advise everybody have some of this. Now we know where we can get some is to uh, go to the medical grade they offer. Notice they're not saying it's for medical use because that would break the patent on the Jews that stole the company. They're just saying it's medical grade. So, anyway, that's just tip for the wise. Roger? Hey, how yeah. many hours How many hours before you go to bed you're not supposed to use the wand? Well, I, I think you can use it before you go to bed. I just used it one night on my head area before I went to bed, and I didn't sleep well that night. And I mentioned it on the show, and a couple of other people had that same thing. So I would say if you're going to use it in the head area to do it earlier in the evening. <laughs> Okay, because I get off at 6, and I go to bed at 10, and I just want to know how many hours. I'd say probably get when you get first get home, you ought to have no problem. And that's really for the head. I think you can use it on the rest of the body, Mike, but it's something to do with whatever it does in your brain there that seems to, to like, I don't think it keeps you up totally at night, but that night I remember I didn't sleep real soundly. So uh, I've been trying not to do that again because I like good night's sleep. Hey, Roger. Hello, Mark. What kind of stuff, uh, with your uh, dental stuff, when you had that done, is there metal involved in there? Well, yeah, I got a, I got a head full of implants. Well, but, that's why. Well, that, well, no, I, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about my mouth area. I was talking about my cranium area. Yeah, but, I mean, it can maybe still affect that, you know, is what I'm well, saying. Well, I, I, you know, those are, implants are just little pieces, pegs of metal. I don't think it would have that drastic effect on implants. <laughs> well, Actually, with the directions to help you sleep, it says to go around your head before you sleep. Well, but it didn't you don't help me. Do you don't want to do it. Um, what is it? Uh, don't take a bath or shower or be in a draft for four hours after use. And you don't want to use it right after you eat because you could cramp up for days. Okay. Um, but you do want to drink uh, two. They say glasses of water and debated about what that is. I, I call it a pint. Some people only say eight ounces, but. It's a good good way to get all your water. So a couple glasses of water warmed up 
right before you use it and then a couple glasses after and if you can't do it all before you sip it while you're doing it and all that so and, and stay close to a bathroom <laughs> how many seconds do you put it on the glass 30 uh, seconds two a, minutes. a minute two minutes it says two minutes per gallon and i do a half gallon so i just do it for two minutes but i hold it up over the uh, half gallon wide mouth uh canning jar but i only fill it up to just below you know the rim or in the shoulder area so it doesn't splash out and i use the medium setting for that so it's right. not high pan. right now have y'all seen that the consumer model and i noticed the pro model doesn't have this which i can understand i guess on the consumer model right where the cord goes into the machine have you seen that little loop they put in there for for hanging it yeah, and some people are using it for that. I think Samuel was, yeah. and I think Jim ran. Well, that's what I was doing it, too. I saw that little loop, and I, I was charging the water by hanging it on a cabinet handle, you know. And and before, I just put a little half hitch in the cord, and it held it real good. But uh, when I saw that little loop there, I just said, well, I'll just stick a rubber band in there. So just put a rubber band in, bring it back against itself, and hang it right on the thing. It works just fine. But the Pro model doesn't have that on there, which, I, like I said, I can understand. Too heavy, yeah. It's a heavy little rascal. You know, I want to say about Xi, too, the Chinese thing. Yeah. These guys weren't in gray. This was very professionally done, very courtly looking. Okay? Oh, it was. This is the uh, CCP Summit, and this was very elderly gentleman, and he sat just to Xi's left, right at his elbow. And the one young man came up, and they all had black suits. Everybody did, you know, very courtly and uh, and very polite. You know, he was wearing a mask. Oh, and he had a red course. shoulder, and he's helping him out of the chair and telling him. And, and then so another that was standing by came over and helped pull the chair out. I mean, they were treating him like an elder, you know. But I, I'm sure there's, <laughs> there's stuff, you know. But, but I think it's a lot better way. I mean, it's not like going to... They're home and ripping through every square inch. Oh, he didn't want to do that. They want to do it in front of all the. They want to do it in front of all the other communist committee people. So they've been put on notice too. This guy is the head of the faction that is against G. That is heavy, heavy crime family out of out of Shanghai. Well. I'm I'm just saying, uh, you know, there's ways of doing things, and the way they're doing them here is is worse. <laughs> I mean, look what they did to Trump. Oh. Why, why didn't they? Well, you know? Look what they're still doing to Trump. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, by I'm the way, they don't they don't focus on people like that unless they're scared of hell of them. And in case y'all hadn't ascertained that yet. Yep. Okay. And uh, like I said about these affidavits, I don't know if you were on here. I think it was after show. About these affidavits is Jesse uh, Sabotar that witnessed Hildebeest torturing and devouring children. And not just her, others too. But, I mean, it's horrific. And she'd seen it more than one time and she put in great detail and had affidavits. And I think that's what some of what they were after. So she did more. And uh, Timothy Charles Holmseth got him to them. So he has another fresh batch. Okay. So Don't, don't know anything about that. I do know that one of the reasons they're scared as hell of Trump, he was, a, he was a rookie when he went in the first time. But now, after all this water under the bridge, he knows who's stabbing him in the back. He knows all that stuff subsequently. Boy, if he gets in there again, ooh. 
But see, it's about the children and all the stuff they do to the children, you know, torturing and killing them and adrenochrome factories and all the rest. Yeah, I don't disagree What's with that, that Murr. Somebody's got something. When, I, when I was in Hong Kong in 1989, I've been about four times. When I was there, the British still had control of it. Right. It was beautiful. Right. Then when they took over in 99, the Chinese back again, everybody said it turned into a totalitarian shithole. Yep. Yep. Well, when I was there, it was beautiful. It was beautiful when uh, I was Everybody there. used to rave about Hong Kong. It was one of the real big go-to places in the world until they got it back to them. Yeah. Well, they do these 99-year leases, see? So it'll uh-huh. go into the next generation. Yep. Same thing they did with the Panama Canal, really. Yeah, kind of. Roger? Yes, sir. I read a different take uh, on the uh, arrest of uh, Hu Jintao. Yeah, so that's the guy's name. Who is this? Who are we speaking to? Uh, Craig in Colorado. Oh, hi, Craig. Oh, you found us. Oh, it was Jeff that I was communicating with. Okay, Craig. Um, anyway, it, it's uh, two sentences, um, and it's a, it's a guy that I think is a pretty good uh, uh, geopolitical analyst. Um, I can post a link. Anyway, here's what he said. It's hard to exaggerate the significance of this public arrest of Hu Jintao. Right. He has been one of the leaders of the pro-globalist faction in China for right. decades. Right. He was supposed to be the architect of the transition of the seat of the empire that never ended from Washington, D.C. to Beijing. Right. And you see the other thing that's illustrative of what happened with this with this press conference yesterday or day before, whenever it was, and what's going on over there in China is that Xi is breaking with the New World Order. Okay? And one of the ways you can tell that got him and Soros are in a urinating match, okay? And one of the things that really set it off was China realizing what their future ambitions are and getting rid of the one-child policy encourage Chinese families to have three children. That upset Soros. And you can see these things furthering developing on the split of China breaking away from the control and the desires and the agenda of the New World Order bunch. It's very interesting geopolitically, actually. Hey, Roger. Yes, sir. Hi, this is uh, Dan from Southern California. I just got a quick comment, and oh, maybe you guys can shed some light. Because I I keep hearing, okay, is Xi, is he a white hat or is he a black hat? in terms of like, uh, you know, being against the cabal or whatever. Um, but I see that there's parts of China where they had the zero COVID policy. And so they had, you know, 20 million people on lockdown. Right. And in the key so city, that's my question. In all if, the key, it, Shanghai was one of them, I think, but they right, totally yeah, yeah, locked down some of these big cities. And that's a stronghold so, of this guy that got arrested. Okay. But I guess my question, is, if G is, a white hat. Why would he allow something like that? I, I know, like, if like Trump, Trump was still president, still president, he what? would never. Uh, I don't. Allow I don't think I don't think either one of them have a white hat. I think they're just two different shades of black. Well, mm-hmm. why are we believing the news, the Jews' news? Well, you don't go to the Jews' news. You go to Epoch Times or China and focus on uh, and, and watch their reporting on it because well, they're, they're clean as driven snow either. 
No, but you're going to get more accurate information because most of them are Chinese, and it's supported and funded by somebody who's anti-communist that's Chinese billionaire or something. And their news reports are as – I think they're probably one of the most credible news sources on the globe, actually. Well, I had read an account from a person directly that lived there and, uh, you know, back and forth doing different things, different places, but – and as he came back in, um, all they did was come up and uh, uh, just ask him his name or something or whatever. But it wasn't all overblown like we're seeing. Maybe so in the cities. And maybe some of that is show. I mean, I'm like sure that it's one. Show. Like they were carrying the guy out, supposed to be a medical facility. It's a little narrow hall in an apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different culture. I'll go back and tell anybody if you're new. Hadn't heard this before. There's a great book on China. It was written a hundred years ago by a guy named Townsend. It was panned by the establishment at the time because you can see already back then they already had plans for China. They planned fifty to hundred years in advance. And the title of the book is Ways That Are Dark. Ways That Are Dark. I believe the author's name is Townsend. He was a two. He came from a. State Department uh, 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 legacy, in other words, his whole family had been in, involved in diplomatic communities for a couple of generations or diplomatic activities, and he did two tours of China. And this is as an ambassador to China on what happened over there before the Communist Revolution, by the way. So it's more of the real China that you're reading about. And uh, not only their stories, but the people from the Australian embassy and the British embassy and the New Zealand embassy and all the other embassy people that no doubt peer group over there in that type of situation. And I can, I can promise you from somebody who's lived outside the country for 14 years, you always gyrate to groups of folks for where you came from, you know, with common culture. And so they got those peer groups, and these are all stories there are actual stories out of China before the Chinese Revolution that reflect the true Chinese culture. And I'd encourage you, if you want to know about China, read that book, Ways That Are Dark. Always look into the authors, too. Well, Townsend is a real good author, and I can tell you the other validity here on this piece of work is it was reprinted by the Barnes Review. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's how it got published. There's a fellow that did, like four hours recently he's done a lot of research and uh there have been jews in china for hundreds of years oh yeah so it's oh, of course it's no it's no accident it's no surprise yeah. that they're they're who, moving their who, their base of operations and here. and who were mer who were the main jews in china for hundreds of years well there were several there were, um, well, there's one main group and it's a name yeah. everybody knows Sassoon. and you never hear it mentioned do you hardly mm-hmm Assassins. Yeah, but there were there were Iraqi Jews. Of course, you know. Oh yeah, this is that's how they well, operate. Well, you know? my God, it was the the it was the the center of trade from one hemisphere to the other. Of course, they're there, and it's going back. But that it was way. the Sassoons that modeled the opium model that China's paying us back for with fentanyl today. No doubt, that was the Sassoons, folks. Who married into the Rothschild family? Sacklers were there. That was all of the absolute devastation of India. Well, they did it 
under the, oh, it's the British government. No, it wasn't. It was the British East India Trading Company using the British military as muscle. So they could throw the blame on the British instead of accept the blame that they caused. And, of course, the whole formula applies. Privatize the profits, publicize the losses. That's who we're dealing with is these thieves. This is history right here, folks. I mean, you can take that back a couple thousand years. Okay. But that's what a lot of this that we're dealing with today comes from those two opium wars that were started in that system that's been manufactured and, and put out all over the globe uh, in all these drug situations was uh, initiated and developed by the Sassoon family out of, out of India. And the whole, the crap we're dealing with today all comes from when the British lost the first opium wars and the Chinese went in and confiscated all the opium and all the warehouses and stuff and they burned it. And the second opium war was about who's going to pay for the burned opium because the the British wanted payment in silver and the Chinese wouldn't pay. And all of this shit subsequently comes from that. Who's going to pay for the destroyed opium? Okay. So anyway, that's what's happening over there. Who else has got something to add here? Nobody? Out of all these folks. How many folks we got on the board, Lisa or Murr? Are we still broadcasting? 84. Oh, okay. That's good. Out of all these new folks, there are 84 folks. Nobody's got a question or a comment. Damn. We must be good teachers around here. Roger? Yes. Hi, I have a question. Okay, um, can you speak right in the microphone? You sound a little distant. Who are who are you? Anna in uh, oh, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. oh, you're not Anna in California. We're Anna in Massachusetts. No. Okay. Hi, Anna. I'm in my own hellhole, yeah. Um, I cut my hand yesterday, yes. and um, did John say that they recommend don't blow it on an open wound, Ooh. but he tried it anyway, and it... it seem to help him out with that too do you remember i don't remember hearing that okay personally he may have said it over on jim's show or something uh i would say maybe use it around the wound all right um it sort of liquefied the scab or whatever um my my suggestion is one of the things you may want to try on it just as a stopgap measure i mentioned a minute ago silver lawn the silver plated cloth which I'm sure you don't have any on hand, but no. But I, I'm on the site and I couldn't find that. Did you say less EMF? That's what we were told at, uh, at lessemf.com. Did you get the site up? Yeah, I got the um, site up. Okay, I put a link in the chat. Oh, let me check it out. It's okay. in the Chitango too. Okay, uh, but they've got they plate different types of cloth. But here's the point for you: is you'd have to order that and your cut may be healed by the time you get it. In the interim, try aluminum foil. Get some aluminum foil. Do you have any colloidal silver around the house? I do not. Okay, well then we can f- just get some aluminum foil and take the shiny side of the aluminum foil and put it over the the cut. Okay. 
Thank you. Okay, I think you'll be surprised at the results you'll get from that. Now, it won't be – you won't have the bacteria gone necessarily because you don't have any colloidal silver to put on there, but this will help with the healing. And if there's any – you know, when you get a, paint, a cut or something, it's always the next day or so when it's real sore, like a kitchen burn or something. And this will alleviate that. So try that and see if that doesn't help you a little bit, Anna, okay? Yeah, I will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anything else? Well, what I requested the link, so it's the first one now in the chat. Okay, for we refresh the link there for you, Anna. Samuel, what was your injection? Yeah, uh, that cloth that I got off Amazon, that brand was called R-A-M-R-A-D-I-E-L-D. Amradeld, A-M-R-A-D-I-E-L-D. Okay, and you got it off Amazon? Yeah. What What else? Do they offer other cloths, or what do they do? Why, specifically, this is just a silver-coated uh, cloth. Okay, did they give you a percentage on the, on the plating? Well, it's like I told you earlier, I wrapped my phone and it turned it off. So okay. it's so it's good. Well, there's different percentages. The only thing I you know know from my past experience is the stuff we had originally from Flick was ninety nine point nine percent pure silver and one percent silver oxide. Okay, I don't well, know that um, you've got to have that high of a plating ratio to get the effect. Because you know, here here the the spinoffs of this have been uh, uh, people going in, for example, with upholstery in hospitals, and they've got a cloth now where they just have silver threads that run through it, and they exchange that covering on the cloth in hospitals for its antimicrobial and antibiotic qualities. So it may not be that you've got to have that high a content, but I like the fact that they said medical grade, or at least that's what we're told on that site. The higher the, the silver content, the better conductivity you're going to get, period. You know. The other thing I'd like to mention for people who might want to help with the healing on the, uh, on the wand is getting nucleotides in the system. Um, Dr. Marshall uh, was a... F- 40-year Ph.D. in nutrition. He has a company down in Austin, Texas called Quantum Nutrition Labs, and he sells nucleotides, and he said that the healing was uh, like if you're going to go in for a surgery, you know that's coming up, and you take them two to three weeks before you go in, it'll cut the healing time in half. What are nucleotides? You're going to have to educate me here. Essentially, they are cell food or cell builders. Okay. Right. They're the bait. You can look them up and uh, read about them. You know, um, do search. But he's a got a good of, product. There's a bunch of real cutting edge medical stuff that's coming out. You know, here lately it seems uh, the the single molecule colloidal silver. We got the wand. Uh, a, a lot of these things are coming out uh, and uh, maybe very advantageous for us. So it's kind of cool. Anything to to get away from the pharmaceutical thugs. Yes. Yes, William and... Yeah, uh, Roger. Hold on. No, I got William first, so hold on, Joe. William? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I ordered, uh, thanks to you, I ordered some of that uh, silver uh, cloth from that site, 
Now, I haven't received it yet, but uh, what they what I could determine is that it's called ripstop silver fabric. Okay. And it's uh, so much per foot. So I just ordered a couple of feet of it to check it out. I, I'm pretty sure that's the what you, you were talking about. You, you probably won't need any more than that because this stuff can be washed, washed and reused. And that's from Less EMFs, William. Less EMF. Yes, ma'am. It's a uh, ripstop silver fabric. Okay, because they got so many different kinds, and yeah. I was looking for one that actually said medical in it. Yeah, I did. They didn't have that in there either, the medical. But this is the closest I could find that would come uh, close to that description, and they sent me an email about it. So I. I I don't know where that is right now, though. <laughs> okay, well, it, it, I'm going to give you the background here from my experience with Dr. Flick on this stuff. The only time it doesn't work is if you get salt water. If you get salt water uh, on it, it somehow uh, negates the effect. Okay, don't know the technical reason. Uh, the other thing that you never want to use it with is, is hydrogen peroxide because it literally hey, will, Roger. It'll boil it also Go, yeah, go Sorry, ahead. it also says on the website, you know, to hand wash it. Yes. It said fluoride, fluoridated water can also affect the silver. It probably could, you know. I know you want to use pure water. You can actually, say say if you get some sort of an injury and you want to get the cloth on there and you want to kickstart it a little bit, is you wet the cloth in good water and put it on there and the water adds conductivity to the silver. Roger, you don't want to use salt water because no. salt conducts electricity okay and that would diffuse the effect I whatever think. i know it doesn't work that's straight from flick okay but otherwise than that he went over he's uh you know flick's kind of an interesting fella and he uh spent several he's fascinated with india and he spent several uh trips over there to india and he he would take the silver cloth and wash it in the ganges and reuse it that's one of the most polluted rivers in the world Okay. The the holy Ganges where they cremate you and dump your ashes in there and all the pollution that gets in there and stuff. Anyway, it's a it's a miracle miracle application of something very simple which basically does the same thing the Itera wand does is it provides a stimulus that allows the body to heal itself the way it's supposed to. But that's a good thing for anybody to have in your household. You don't need them. Bob will get you a second. William, you don't need a whole bunch because it's reusable. And the only time that you need to re, you don't need to wash it every time. But if you get some sort of a wound where you've got refuge or, or something that's on the cloth that's blocking the cloth's contact to the skin, you want to go either soak it in water and mild soap, maybe even do a little hand wash, let it dry, and it's just good to go. Hey, Bob. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah. No, pretty good. Okay. You know, you said something yesterday, I think it was yesterday, and it had to do with generational. You're, you're talking about some lady and then her daughter was carrying along in, in, in the means of degrading society. I can't even remember the context, and I was wanting to call in, but I couldn't find the article that had provoked this thought and 
I had looked for it to try to find it on Revolver and on CFP, and I finally realized I had read it on Zero Hedge. And for those of you wanting to take a note, or if somebody could put this in the chat, or a Chitango or whatever, it's called Weaponized Governmental Failure. What a concept. Yeah. Weaponized Governmental Failure, a primer, a primer, depending on how you wish to say it. It's authored by Scott McKay, and it's in the American Spectator, and it's got a picture of that ugly mug that runs Chicago to highlight it, which is <laughs> a good place to start. The, the lizard, the lizard woman. And that's the one, yeah. Anyway, what it brings out, and it is very germane to what we talk about here, law of the land, law of the city, what it brings out is the fact that the decay of the city is not a bug, it's a feature. Absolutely. You, as a politician, as a bureaucrat, can rule the unwashed, unlearned, tarnished masses so much easier than you can a middle class which expects the garbage to get picked up, which expects the police to respond, which expects people to have respect for them and not spit on the sidewalk and defecate in the swimming pool. You know, just all of the things yeah. that we've seen. Which, Tent cities in the middle of town square and all that. That's okay if you're in power because the uh, subheading says Democrats rule over a ruin, but they rule. They can still be a tyrant in their petty little fiefdom because nobody's there that expects anything any better. It's a very interesting read. It's thought-provoking. I you know, made sure my wife and daughters had it, and I made sure that my siblings all had it, and I haven't gotten any response because it's one of those it, – it's uncomfortably depressing because right. what it brings out – let me finish here. What it brings out is just what we all understand and what Brent brings forward continuously. Civilization in its strictest form, civil city, is citification. And being polite is one thing. You can be a hick and be polite. But to be civilized literally means that you're in the city. That's and, of course, I understand that our modern connotation is far different than that. It's that we're, you know, better than the Bushmen. Well, I don't know. Some of those Bushmen had a pretty good life. Looks, they didn't have a lot of stress and crap we had to deal with. I think there's some Bushmen but loose in some of these big cities that I've seen. Well, there might be some truth there. But the point is, you know, way back when, who was it? Um, oh, goodness. Way back in the first couple of chapters of Genesis, you know, we're, we're going to be a provider. You know, come to me and I'll provide for you. We, we don't need God. We don't need our family structure. Just come to me. We'll build cities and we'll be strong in ourselves, you know. And nothing could be further from the truth. It's, it works for a few generations. It might work for five or six generations, and it steadily erodes. You've heard that saying, it, 
it moves slowly, then it comes apart slowly, then all at once. All at once, yeah. I think I think we're on the edge of the all at once. Very close. You got to be very close. You anyway, know what? When, when I hear stuff like that, Bob, I, what it elicits from me is the well. Com- I just recommend that. I'd that recommend article. reading that. Weaponized okay. governmental failure. It is a. It's a superb concept, and I think it's valid. And it bears a lot to our present situation. Well, I'm going to buttress it. I'm going to buttress it here right for you. Um, I had the honor. Yeah, I've met some really wonderful people in in our movement. Many of them aren't with us anymore, like this guy, Tupper Saucy, who was one of the patriarchs of the movement. You know, you you people that are new to this, you don't know this, but uh, Tupper uh, was one of the people a long time ago, I guess back in the 80s, and he wrote this book called Miracle on Main Street. And it set a lot of the people like-minded like us that stumbled on it on fire, okay? And it was all about the states requiring gold and silver as payment for taxes in the state, in the state constitution, you know? And that got him on the wrong path with the IRS, obviously. (laughs) Tupper was a hell of a guy. I mean, very talented individual, you know, musician, very talented musician. He's from Tampa, Moved up to Nashville, started an advertising agency. Wrote a, he was a he wrote a song that won a Grammy, and uh, then he got off into all this stuff here. And uh, because the IRS came after him after that book, and he uh, when he was getting he got sentenced, uh, and before he was turned himself in to serve, he went he bolted, and he was on the lam for ten years, and that's when he wrote the Rulers of Evil book. And that's how I met him. We had a mutual friend. He was promoting that book. He came to Atlanta, and I went to that. It was a small crowd and got it autographed and got a chance to meet him and all that talk with him and develop a little relationship anyway to the point where before he passed away, we had a phone conversation. And uh, uh, I was trying to get across what I understood about this 14th Amendment stuff to him at that time. He was coming off of a tour and a 10-year uh, uh uh, 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 what do you call it, toil, if you will, of right and rulers of evil, which blames basically takes all this back to the Catholic Church, okay? And very scholarly, scholarly work, all right? And so I'm talking to Tupper on Skype, I remember, and we're trying to have this conversation, and this is what he said that stuck with me, and it goes right back to what you just said, Bob. And he said, Roger, don't you understand they can only rule evil. They can only rule there you go. evil. So they've got to turn everybody evil. evil is all that will accept them. At, so they, exactly. It's the only thing they got any jurisdiction over. File this affidavit and see how much jurisdiction they got over good. Yep. Okay. Well, I'd encourage people to read it. It's not a long read. Of course, the, the full article in the, uh, of the Spectator might be, you know, a lot more. But what was condensed there on uh, Zero Edge, it was very thought-provoking. I mean, it just, like I say, it almost makes you despair. But you know the end has already been written. We're just living it out. Man, well, uh, what are we living through? The period, see where we end up. Where, what are we living <laughs> through right now? The period of escalating violence. You don't believe me? Go Violent. look at some of the statistics from these big cities. I just watched yeah. last night's Tucker here right before the show this morning, and they had some of these people that are running in different offices, you know, and one of them was Dr. Oz there in uh, uh, Pennsylvania, and he's evidently from and went to school in the Philadelphia area, and they were going over a lot of the statistics and stuff, and, of course, then they had uh, 
Oh, who's the Krasner? Is that the little Jew bastard that's the uh, DA there for Philadelphia, the Soros puppet? Oh, it's racism, yeah. racism. You know, come on, man. This is a period of escalating violence. <laughs> they got plans to move to the ultimate takeover, and they're losing, folks. They're being exposed on all these key vectors, on the COVID, on the shot, on no testing. Now, and this is something I wanted to bring up. I talked about it Sunday night a little bit. Last week, we had this uh, 15 to 0 vote by the CDC. I guess you all saw video of that with them all on a Zoom call. Several of the people voting had masks on while they're on a friggin' Zoom call, okay? And, of course, it, <laughs> it breezed right through 15 to nothing. But here's what they did. They won't gone back, and because they lost the mask court battle and because they didn't promulgate that regulation properly, it was only interpretive, they came back and tried to run this one through on notice and comment. Did anybody pick that up? None of y'all picked that up? Well, they try and run this 15 to 0 vote through under notice and comment. But they only, I mean, they, they, when they were announcing it last week, and they go, well, you've only got one day left to comment. Here, here, we're going to put a link where you can write a comment. Like, that's going to do any good, you know. But yeah. notice and comment doesn't work like that, folks. They got to go through a procedure, and you can't do it in a week, okay? Because it takes months to do this notice and comment thing by the book. So I'm waiting to see which attorneys are going to come in and grab that that wasn't done properly, just like the mask, and take them to court on it. They'll lose again because they didn't follow the procedure. You got to leave notice and comment open, if I remember, for at least 30 days, not one day. Well, I'd about... I'd about guarantee you the name will not be Garfinkel. <laughs> Moshi. Moshi. I guess. God, what a mousy yeah. little piece of crap. Little piece of Sabbatean Jewish communist crap. He's just such a mousy you know, when you little bastard. And you, when you see how corrupt and how ineffective and how pathetic the leadership is and you wonder you wonder how this happened the article i just spoke of pretty much points exactly to that you know they they're just power hungry little rats that want to rule other rats little, what about this Kanye? what going what was the name of that they don't article have anything Bob? going for making right. weaponized governmental failure thank you now, so what about the Owen, Con, Con, no, Kanye West play on this? Wahib, Wahib's jumping in here. We hadn't seen him in a week, and here he is. Bob, let um, Bob finish up, and then we're going to address uh, you, Wahib. Hold on. Bob, you want to wrap up what you're saying? Make sure you get your point across? Well, I just wanted to make sure. Murr, did you catch that? Yes, I did. Thank you. Okay. It wow. has got a colon, then it says a primer. Ask Rob, what does he think of the Kanye thing? Rob, Rob, are you there? Rob or Bob? Bob, Bob. Is this, is this, it's It's Bob with two B's. Bob, okay, Bob, I'm sorry. I just chimed in, Bob. I just got on five minutes ago, so I'm sorry. But Bob, what is your take on the Kanye thing? Um, I like it. 
I don't have anything for or against Kanye. I mean, I'm not a rap fan. I think he's full of himself. But if he wants to poke a little, you know, keep poking them, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know I, what George Riley said way back when about uh, President Trump? She said, I don't necessarily like him, but I'm just glad he's upsetting the apple cart to make something change. And so I'm right there with Kanye. I couldn't care less about him. I have no interest in his music. I wouldn't buy a pair of his sneakers if you paid me. But poke the bear, absolutely, I'll help you. You know, he part of his impetus, or a big part of it, he mentions occasionally, are the, is it the Kardashians stole his children. Yes. He bought a house next CPS, door. He, he bought a house next door to his ex-wife so he could overlook his children. <laughs> Yeah, CPS anyone? Yeah. So. Yeah, you you know I I I'm, I'm, I'm what is with these people who keep, some people other people in another site that I listen to they say that oh well he's uh he's you know these people that always say he's a counter agent or something I'm like why would I don't get I think he's a kamikaze I think he's doing a what you would what some of people would call a suicide kamikaze move by just blurting it out well he can do you when you're worth a couple of billion dollars you can do stuff like that yeah yeah but jp morgan just froze his accounts and right no no, they closed it his I, I, he doesn't need any more money. He doesn't care about selling anything. He doesn't care anymore. No, you know, he doesn't. Need- I'll tell you what I take away from what I've seen of the guy is that he's become a really big Christian. He he has just by his upbringing and the things that were implanted on him when he was young has come to realize the differentiation here, and he's gone the other way. And his comment about Jews wasn't anything outlandish at all. But look how sensitive they are, folks. <laughs> look how sensitive they find, are. See, you know, everything's anti. Control, see who you can't criticize. You know, who, that's right. Thank you for quoting Voltaire. Remember when the Kyle Rittenhouse thing went by, went down? Kyle Rittenhouse killed, killed Jews. He didn't kill whites. He damn sure didn't kill blacks. He killed Jews. But, boy, as long as they can hide behind whites, they're fine, aren't they? They want to demonize you, but, boy, when they can hide behind it, they just sliver right over there. These people are such scum. They're just scum. Rosenbaum, Grosskritz. Yeah. Oh, did you see here, what was it, like maybe five, six months ago, that Grosskritz, he had a legal action to change his name. He's wanted yeah. to escape his past. Yeah, they're so proud of their they're so proud of their <laughs> heritage, you know. If you'd have moved six inches to the left, you could have escaped it all, buddy. <laughs> Damn bastards. Oh, the the anyway. biggest scum that's ever walked the face of the earth is this crowd right here. Roger. What's, what's, what's the deal with them changing their name to these more European sounding names? So they, they can hide. Because they don't they want ch- you to know they're Jews. Roger. Yes, Samuel. Regarding Tupper Saucy in the Vatican, there's a there's a docu series on Netflix called Vatican Girl. This girl was about thirteen, one of maybe a hundred people that lived in the Vatican. Their family served like seven popes, and she was kidnapped in 1983. And there's still no body, 
But the thing is about the involvement with the mafia, laundering money through the Vatican oh, Bank yeah. oh, and yeah. using her as ransom and CIA and Mossad. Peach. Everybody had a piece Peach. of the action. Well, the big the, the big group in Italy at that point was called the P was it P two? The P two large lodge or something? Those are the ones that started all the red brigades and all that crap and all the crap that went through Italy back then. Same bunch. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty interesting, and there's still no final story on it, other than every, every every conspiracy theory about it points to the Vatican. Well, they're in this up to their eyeballs. I mean, I think they're the ones behind the scene directing the Jews, myself, is a conclusion I've come to. They're very <clears throat> slick, very, very slick. The way this thing's set up, the way it operates, clandestine in the shadows, uh but it's being exposed. The good news is it's being exposed every day. Okay. Are you saying, did you just say that they're, they're hiding, that the Vatican is hiding behind them or they're behind hiding behind I, the Vatican? I think they put the Vatican with the Jesuits to put the Jews up front because of their traditional activities, talents, and the things they do so that we concentrate on them and not the Vatican behind it. Who's pulling the strings. That's what I believe have come. That's to what I've heard too. Why? I've and, how, and why did why what was the you know I'm, i knew tupper saucy i read his book have you ever read rulers of evil you ever heard of that book Wahib? no no i haven't well, buddy that's a powerful book right there okay oh i Ruler, gotta check that out well it, his fan his children are still selling it but it was only uh published as a coffee table book it wasn't in paperback or anything but it's man, the research that went into—that's incredible. Okay, so I read that and I've considered it, and and then down the line, I'm listening to a radio show one night. Don't know which one, and they come on and they make this statement: the top two people that control the Council of Foreign Relations were Cardinal Ratzinger and his assistant. Jesuits overseeing the Council of Foreign Relations. That's got to tell you something. Well, they call it the CIA, Catholics in Act, Catholics in Action. Well, there's, a lot of that. <laughs> there's been going on since it was Catholic. Two brothers that donated the land to Washington D.C.'s on now. They were from Maryland. There's a lot of Catholics in Maryland in the early days of the country. I mean. That's why it's called Maryland. Okay, and yeah. Virginia. Yeah, you know, is that the Dulcim brothers? The Dulcim brothers? The uh, Dulcim? I don't think that's the name of them, and I don't remember their names of the family. But they're the ones that donated the land DC's on, and this came out of Tupper's book, Guahib. Do you know the most recognized symbol in the world? Uh, the most recognized symbol in the world, uh, the cross, the swastika, the what? No, uh, no, it's a, it's a. It's a Greek mythology figure named Persephone. You ever heard that before, Persephone? No. Well, no, legend, it's a symbol. Persephone. It's a. It's a. You know, one of these Greek mythology things. Persephone oversees, owns everything she oversees. Persephone is the figure on the top of the United States Capitol. It's okay. the Dulles Brothers. Duh. The no, Dulles Brothers. The CIA. They weren't the ones that donated the land for D.C. It was another okay. family. I thought it was the Rockefellers. 
No, Rockefeller's and, donated the land for the United Nations United in New Nations. York, which was built on a slaughterhouse land where a slaughterhouse was before with all and that before blood. Before it was a slaughterhouse, it was an Indian burial ground. Okay, so there's a lot of background on the basis of the U.N. And Nancy Pelosi's father was the mobster who ran Baltimore. That's correct. That's who, he was the mayor of Baltimore. That's how she got into politics. Another crypto. Oh, yeah. Well, they're just all around us. The good news is they're getting Another exposed. And they're, yeah, boy, than that for sure. Do you, what, what did I hear the other day? The, the, uh, the kid in the Baltimore schools that only passed three classes and his, and he was in the top half percent of his class. Grading on a curve? Wait a minute. Grading on a plane? Uh, <laughs> it's flat. <laughs> Gee, buddy, Christmas. Yeah, it's pitiful. It's yeah, pitiful what they've stunning. done. I, you know, when people say you're going to take the country back, well, what the hell if you took the country back, you're going to do with all these problems? I mean, better to let it fall and rebuild. That's the only option we got. You're not going to go back and straighten any of this out. It's been too many decades they've been doing it. It's too, it's too endemic. It's too deep in our culture. What they've done. You got movies. You got movies like you got movies like uh, 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 Purge. Uh, what's the other one? All the different uh, end of the world movies like. Uh, Road rage and all this stuff. Yeah. And well, you got, I think that these people know that this is their conclusion of this. Well, they uh, know, they know they're in a do or die situation. I promise you that. Okay. See, they've well, got to continue. You yeah. You better hear it. Say it quick, Surrey. Is it Surrey or Sketch? Spend a little time. Spend a little time on that. That's a bingo. You got to let this present representative system drop and fall and go away that's why i tell y'all to learn the information the only way we're going to rebuild is on a correct foundation it can't be correct unless you guys learn the information amen have you guys have you ever heard of william mount have you watched william mount tv no he's good too he's he's good Nothing out of wins lately. Okay. Well, we're at the end of the show here for the day, folks. And, of course, it's Tuesday. I'm going to head off for lunch here in a minute and go deliver some iTeras to some people that are wanting to get them. And uh, otherwise than that, we'll be back tomorrow. A good, brisk discussion today. Hope you got something out of it. If you knew people that uh, cats got your tongue, we certainly welcome you. Open the mic and join us and let us know who you are. And we, we won't report you to the IRS, we promise. So, uh, otherwise than that, we're going to, Mother Earth's going to swallow you and we're going to lay that body down and cut this server connection and be done for the day. See you tomorrow. There we go. Stop.